Hey guys, and welcome to the Bare Naked Health Podcast, where I interview the absolute best health and wellness practitioners from across the globe to show you what they do so you can do it too. This is because, like you, I did not always feel that health was easy. I had tried different diets, exercise plans, but often felt misled by an industry that really thrives on you not getting healthy and always spending money on the next new thing. Because of this, I'm getting bare naked on health and pulling back the curtain to show you that being truly healthy is simple. Wherever you are in your health journey, I want to show you that with minimal effort, you can get maximum results and do what you love. Play with your kids, go for a hike, and crush it in your business all while feeling great. To give a kickstart, I encourage you to go over to BarenakedHealthPodcast.com to access my calendar and schedule a 15-minute call so we can discuss what is your biggest struggle when it comes to maintaining your health. Remember that I'm a holistic lifestyle coach and that the show is really sponsored by you guys. Each of you that works with me that I am able to take on as a client helps me to be able to keep putting out these podcasts for free. So I just want to thank you, each of you, for your love and support. Hey guys, I'm your host, Nick Horowski, and welcome to the Bare Naked Health Podcast, episode number 102. In today's episode, I interview the inquisitive mind of Carl Weston. Be sure to stick around for the end of the episode to hear us dive into talks about the universe, the meaning behind Raven Wellness, and the importance of getting outside. Alright guys, and welcome back to another episode of the Bare Naked Health Podcast. And on the line today, I have Carl Weston. Carl. What I always am interested in is finding out about the highlights of your health journey up until now. Oh, good question. Um, always, always been into health and wellness. Always excelled in sports. Um, was kind of one of those kids that always make teams and just loved that aspect of it. Um, I got a chance early on in life to surf at quite a high level and got to travel around the world surfing. And that kind of took us around the world. And then through that, when I finished that and I guess joined the real world, it's um, that's when I got introduced to the Czech system. And I went pre through that going, still mixing into that surfing and traveling. I got a degree in sports science. Um, and I was, you know, the typical personal trainer mentality of working out and training with people and at some point, I think in my early 20s, I got introduced to Paul Check, and it was, this is how old it was, it was on a VHS, it was the original <laughs> abdominal, yeah, a lot of people might not even know what that is, um, <laughs> it was on a VHS, and the boss, the one of the, the women that I was working for at the time was like, yo, check this guy out, and you know, with a lot of people's journeys with the Czech Institute and with Paul, he just resonates with a lot of people. And it was, it was old school Paul, you know, it was still aggressive. And it was, I just kind of fell in love with the guy there and then. And, you know, over the past, I guess, what now, 10, 12 years going through that journey and really looking at advancing myself, you know, I didn't, automatically get straight into the Czech system because I was still finding myself, I was still young and, you know, typical trainer attitude of just beat your clients up and 
wasn't really wasn't really challenging myself in any way but at a certain point in life i needed to either give more or step away from the industry and that's when i decided to invest in the check stuff and my journey in health and wellness just went through the roof and it just went from one step to the next there and i really started to be able to help people on multiple levels as opposed to just being that box type trainer mentality well like you said there's there's been all of these stages along the way for you but what has or what have you maybe even learned like as far as uh cultivating your dream out of this because it sounds like you're pretty well centered pretty well focused with where you're going with things like what does that look like for you now um life changes a lot you know it's it's one of those things that i been working for the institute now and being there it's a constant journey i'm always evolving i've literally in the past week just revamped my business you know i've changed the logo new website um i'm always looking at growing i'm not someone that just likes to sit around and sit on that i've worked in therapy clinics i've worked with rehab clinics i was in london for four years working with a sports rehab clinic working with like a lot of premiership players and then working with the joe public and things like that but it's it's forever changing now. I mean, where I am now with, with my business and my services and with what I do now for the Institute as well, it's, we have such a big model and it's, it's never, um, you you never stop growing. So for me, it's the whole four quadrant is new with the Institute now and going through that. And it's more of a holistic journey now. And it's always about self growth and, you've always got clients that are going to challenge you and it's a continual growth for me it's you know i know the body i know the way the body works but you still get stumped by that the body the biomechanics of the body doesn't always change but now i'm really starting to learn the organs and the emotions with the body and that's that's a huge journey you know i don't think that's ever gonna i don't think i'm ever gonna know that system like inside out it's everyone's very different in that sense and it's kind of yeah where I'm at you know I'm enjoying the coaching element of what I do and working with the students but that growth of really working with people and getting to their mental spiritual and emotional blockages rather than the the physical and their training aspect are there any of those blockages that you've recently had to overcome for yourself that even had like, um, correlations with the organs though too yeah, you know, I've gone through some health issues in the past. Um, I've uh, more injuries than a lot of things. But you know, as you go through life, I I got married when I was in my mid twenties, and I ended up moving countries with her, and then we got divorced, and that was a huge journey for me. Um, you know, I upped and left a beautiful tropical island and moved to Canada. I was going to ask and, you about that because I was curious. Yeah, on that too. that's that's what got me to this cold climate place, and you know it, that was a phenomenal journey to go through because it wasn't it wasn't any issues that kind of happened. We just really grew apart, and moving to a different country really highlighted how different people we were, and it was something that we couldn't embrace together anymore, and we had to. We had to journey through that and say goodbye, and that was a huge process for me. You know, I'm kind of like a, I'm a bit of a traveler, and I've enjoyed moving around the world since I was a, young, a younger person. And 
being here now, it's you're constantly going through that. Every relationship that I get into, you you grow from it. You know, I've had a lot of lessons in love over the past, you know, five years. And when when I did separate with 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 my wife, I, I continued working with two therapists to to overcome that because I kind of from the check standpoint, you know, I needed to grow and I wanted to better myself. And it's not always as easy to look at yourself and kind of view what's happening at that time. So I worked through that and obviously being part of the faculty now, I get to work and communicate with the Czech, the Czech faculty. And I've got some of the best people at my, like at the end of a phone that I'm there if I need. And it's, that's been a huge journey for us. And it's, I've really learned to kind of open my heart and open a lot of my walls that I would have put up in the past and grow forwards. But I know for me, it's not, there's never an end journey with that. I, you know, I'm always looking for the next, the next page or the next chapter and excited to, excited to see what that is. And it's accepting that you're not ever really kind of, I don't feel that you ever really know what's coming around the corner or anything. And it's just being open hearted and open minded and just, just rolling with it. You know, it's, you can't take it too, too stressful. And some lessons in life are not easy and some hurt like hell, but you got to know that in time you, you do grow from them and you become a bigger and better person and it's always easy to look back and like, there's the lesson that I needed to learn, but you was, whatever it is, you're dealing with emotions or you're dealing with pain or hurt or something, happiness that you don't see the lesson at that point and six months later you look back and you uh, you get to move on from that, so... I think that's a very important point to bring up because people will look at something as it's happening in that moment and they can't, they, they, it's so hard to think, well, at, at that time when you're so emotionally charged, mentally like drained from some of this, like everything is going to be okay. Like this is going to better me somehow. But if you can't see that at the time, it can be very difficult to overcome them too. Yeah, and being in being in Canada, I've, four years now I've been here, I've really had some lessons that have really made me appreciate the universe and the way the energy works within that. You know, I was in a business partnership and moving to Canada had no credit history and I couldn't understand why I couldn't get help from the bank to buy into this business. And in the end, like, you know, it kind of, that, that relationship kind of went like a bit upside down. It was, they weren't doing so well. And I was hurting at the time because I couldn't get the financial support from the banks. But then in the end, I'm kind of like happy that I didn't because it wasn't meant to be. I wasn't meant to be there. I'm, I it put me into the space that I'm in now. And it was, one of those lessons where I look back in time and I'm like, man, if I'd have invested that money, I'd have been really trapped and trapped and kind of, you know, up a creek without a paddle type thing. And I couldn't understand at the time. I was upset at the time. I was like, why? You know, you move to a country and it's one hurdle after another and this was another one. But looking back, I'm like, oh, man, it's it's been a phenomenal growth and it's a lot of lessons and I've really like had chance to sit back and reflect on it and think, man... The universe is working in some phenomenal ways. You just got to sit back and accept that this is a journey that you're on and you've got to, you have choices at times that you've got to make and they're not always easy. But 
it's a path that you're going to take and at the end of it you're going to come coming out on top you know well i mean and it seems like you said you're you've kind of revamped some of the logos the website like what was what was maybe the the change behind even with your logo and if you wouldn't mind even just sharing about a little bit more about your business too so I don't know. My brother, my, I was talking to my brother about this the other day and he kind of like every four years I seem to go through these changes. You know, I either change country or get a new tattoo or I do something. But the business was a point that I obviously I sat down and I thought it needed a change. It had been with me through every, everything I'd gone through in Canada. But I'm at a point in my life and my business was where I'm like, we need change. So my company is called Raven Wellness and I'm very much into the animals and the meaning behind animals and the raven's meaning is transformation. So my all my business is it, it, it is Raven Wellness and it's also known as a shapeshifter and it really resonated with me and my old logo was part of the tattoo that I have. And I kind of, you know, the business is growing and it's not just me now and there's other trainers coming in and it's to the point where I didn't want it to be the tattoo that was on my arm as opposed to being something very distinguishable and making the logo a little bit more about the journey that I'd been on. So it was taking that original raven and putting a little bit more flow into it, a little bit more of that yin-yang symbolism into it. There's also, if you look at this new symbol, there's the wave element and surfing in the ocean's always been a part of my life. So it was just it was just that next step in life, you know. It was that growth that needed to come through. Um, and the business is part of my life. It's uh, it's what I do. It's what I am. It's what I eat, breathe, sleep, and it's it's a foothold to help people. And I really want to get more Czech practitioners here with me and touching out to as many people as possible and you know it's helping and healing as many people as we can i'm curious about then uh like the raven the shapeshifter because i don't know much about uh raven to begin with but i'm always interested yeah. in animals that people are drawn to like is this something yeah. that you've cultivated since you were younger something that more came on more recently um, even there's um there's there is a lot of meaning behind this going back to a very early age when a lot of things happened as kids that drawn me to the art that I have on my body and you know over the past couple of years being able to go into some meditations and go on some journeys there's always been an element of these animals that have always come to me and it's either through dreams or like guided meditations or journeys that I've been on that these animals present themselves. And whenever I go back and look into the meaning of the animals and the scripture behind each animal and what it's actually bringing to you, it's always a significant point in my life. So the raven was a huge part about transformation. So that was like the first part that I went through. I've also with my other tattoos, you know, I've got the orca whale, which is about teams. And the orca whales hunt in pods and they, they wouldn't survive without a pod. And I'm a big believer that your friends and the people, you know, your dream team that you surround yourself with are the ones that make you successful. So that was an element that I put in. Um, I have the grizzly bear. So the, the bear is... It's, I think there's only, there's only two or three mammals that would die protecting their cubs. 
and the grizzly bear is one of them. It's a very grounding animal, very home. And my family means more to me than anything. And I'm very close with my parents and my brother and my brother's kids. So the bear was always one that comes to me still to this day whenever I go into a meditation or if ever I go on one of the journeys, the bear's always there. That's the first one that always comes to me and that's always by my side and that's that's a big meaning. And literally last week, I just had the owl put on. So I'm getting a bit of a totem of all the animals now and the owl's foresight and wisdom and, you know, the, the it's the, the, I guess, the strength to see what's what's coming. So... It's I love I love that I'm way more of a an animal person than a human person. You know I work with you. I it's odd I know I work with the humans and I love I love what we do as beings. But I always feel a little bit more connected to the animals. And if ever I see one of those posts online that's an animal, it, that's the one that'll pull up my heart and like oh man, here goes another twenty dollars to some charity and. But the people stuff, I'm never. It never kind of gets me that way. But animals, I have a huge connection. You know, I've, I love nature. I love wild. I love being outside, and it's a huge part of who I am as an individual. Going back onto some of the meditations and journeys, do you? Is this something that you do every day? Are these like shamanic journeys that you do, or do you have a meditation practice that you subscribe to? So yeah, it's not every day. It's when I'm kind of either around people that are good for it or I feel that I need to go ground myself. So I've only ever done one shamanic journey um, and that was fantastic. It's there very eye-opening. Um, certainly something I wouldn't advise everyone just to run out the door and do. You need to be in a, a good place in your life and you, you need to be in a very good, strong place in your life. They're very healing but they can also be very challenging for a lot of people. But most of them will be just through any form of meditation that I put myself through. You know, I like to get outside in nature and find somewhere to sit down and go through it in that sense. And it's uh, that's a huge part of my life. You know, it's I love to sit down and get be in nature and just sit and take myself through these journeys. And you ask yourself to, to be presented with one of your animals that can come with you and it's it's a journey and that part is fantastic you know every conversation you kind of have with them is always a little different and it's it's something comes to you that maybe you've you've been looking for answers they always can kind of come to you in the ways of just sitting and being quiet you know it's however anyone wants to look at it it's it's yourself kind of always giving you the answers or wherever you get that guidance from the energies within that can give you the help and give you the clarity that you're, you're sometimes too busy to stop and appreciate and see with that. So it's, you know, meditation needs to be a part of everyone's life. Just getting people to stop and breathe for 20 minutes is hard enough. But asking for someone to actually go into a, a specific place and ask specific questions is very challenging. But something that I always like to do and, you know, when we're with the faculty and we do the meetings, we always do it and, you know, we just did some HL, HLC3 was last year that I went out to and spent some time again with Paul and everyone out there. And on the last day, I think we did another another guided meditation with Paul through through journeys, which was fantastic. So it's something everyone should try. 
now that you're not uh, maybe on the surfboard as much, or was that kind of part of your meditate meditative practice even every day? Like, has that changed since you've gotten away from as much of the surfing then too? Um. Yeah. You know, I, I was talking about this yesterday. Really, oddly enough, surfing was a huge part of my life, and I was I was a classic surf bum. You know, <laughs> long bleached hair on the water as many hours of the day that I could, you know, and my life revolved around surfing for a long time. If I wasn't surfing, I was in school. I was thinking about surfing. If I wasn't in school, I was, you know, thinking about the next surf trip, thinking about the next time I was getting in the water. And that's surfing is definitely a meditative practice. You can't switch off when you're in the water. Um, it's one of those, it's one of those sports where if you stop thinking about what you're doing, you're going to get caught out. So I find that I find that the surfing was a good meditative practice, and you know you kind of you're in these beautiful settings. I was on some beautiful islands, and it kind of goes part and parcel. You know, it's everyone's there, everyone's doing their own thing, and it's it that was a good part of it. Now, yeah, you're right. Now I'm in Canada. There's not a lot of surf, um, so I have to make more of a conscious effort to put that me time in so i can do that if i go to a sauna or i have a salt bath every week and we'll put myself into it. it's a good time when you, you got no distractions there's no phone there's no anything happening it's 20 minutes in a salt bath and just switching off and i'll put some music on maybe in the background and just go off on a little meditation somewhere but surfing was a big part it was definitely a part that opened me up to that side of life for sure you talked a lot about traveling with the surf and even Carly, you said you've, you've lived a few different areas. Like what are yeah. some of the things that you've learned uh, maybe health wise or just uh, lifestyle wise from each of the places that you've been from the people that you've been around? Um, biggest lesson is the people that have the less of the happiest people on this planet. You take yourself to Africa, you take yourself to India, you take yourself to Indonesia Fiji, Tahiti, you know, you're talking islands where they don't have the wealth that they have in America, in Canada, in any place like that, you know, it's, they have very little, they're still kicking around like cartons for soccer balls and things like that and it's, it's, it's crazy but you know what, they're some of the happiest people on the planet and it's very humbling to go to those countries where you know, we might spend $150, $200 on food in a week. They wouldn't spend that in a month on food. And we don't think twice about putting $80 in a car for gas where they're using push bikes to get around and or they're walking. And it's that's, that's one of the biggest things I've always learned and respect from that. And I say to some of my clients, you know, you need a trip to Africa or a trip to India or something to really kind of get a grip on life right now because people that have nothing they're the happiest you know they don't have the stresses they're not stressed about a lot of things that people in canada and america and europe and places like that are going through and that was probably one of the biggest lessons i learned you know i've met kids and families on everywhere i've kind of been to that they really don't have a lot but every day you wake up there's a huge beaming smile on their face and they're just happy to be up and living and having fun and it's kind of something that we do forget about today. 
and you know i was walking my dog i think two days ago with the guy that i work with and my dog's just running around and bounding around in the snow and he's having a blast and i'm like man where did we lose that like where did everyone lose that element to just run and have fun and enjoy what's in front of you for that moment in time so how do you try and bring more of that uh, maybe pleasure play whatever it is into your life um it's hard you know running a business and balancing that's really hard and it's distinguishing what's pleasure and play now so it's for me you know i get a lot of enjoyment being outside that's huge you know i don't I'm not someone that's into, I like video games and stuff like that, but it's, I don't think that's the best way for me to switch off from the stress side of living. But being outside in nature, you know, I go down to the the lakes and the beaches in Toronto. We do have them. Um, And they're beautiful, you know, in winter and summer. They're a beautiful place to get out and get outside to. So that's a big part of my play. I've got a beautiful dog that reminds me every day i have to get out and walk him on two big walks a day you know he's a hunting dog and he needs exercise so that's that's part of my life and since i've been here there's not been one day where i've not got outside and enjoyed that element with him and that's a big part of my play you know working out i love to work out and me me and the guy that i work with we're always goofing around and we try and have those elements you know some days we'll have these crazy talks on what the world is or where we're going or what it could be, what it's not. And, you know, it's always trying to just have that element of life. Never be overly serious. There are aspects in life that you have to be. You know, running a business takes an amount of seriousness to deal with all that stuff day to day. But just enjoying it, you know. it's i got a nice car that I have fun in and sometimes probably drive a little too fast. But that's my fun there and you know it's little things like that it's the little things that you can grab today that make all the difference so what are some of the crazy talks you guys have had recently anything that uh comes to mind oh what of me and george are always talking about we talk you know just the universe how it could be what we could really be you know you, you get these talks come up with elon musk saying that we're simulations, simulations or yeah. So we'll, we'll, we'll bash that out and then talk what are on some of your thoughts about life. What are your, some of the thoughts about it? Either as far as how we are, aliens out there, what do you think? Aliens, for sure, there's something out there. What they are or what they're not, I don't know. You it doesn't know, necessarily I, have to be the classical alien we think with the crazy head and like the yeah, long arms Yeah, you know, are they going to be little green men or gray men or <laughs> that uh, who knows you know there might be an evolution of us that decided to get the hell off of this planet and go somewhere else because yeah. they saw what we were doing um but yeah the, i'm open to so many concepts with that the simulation thing you know what i find that hard to kind of get my head around that we are in a simulation because there's there's too many things that happen that you i don't know i wouldn't foresee that happening within a simulation a lot of destruction and a lot of that stuff, which I don't know. Maybe, maybe it could be. I'm so open-minded. I love me and George get into some really classic conversations on things like that. But even to the point that I think we've we've talked about the Men in Black theory, where at the end of the movie you see those What's aliens the with the with like the marbles, and I'm yes. like, you know, man, we could be. We don't know what's out there. Um, it's a huge universe. Put it that way. And when you look at the dot that we are in, that whole 
universe to think that there's not other life force or energies out there it's it's i think that's a little crazy you know it's a little close-minded to think that we are the only living entity in the universe and you know i i don't think we really have a full scale of how big the universe is um but it's i'm open to everything and anything i think i said to george yesterday in my lifetime i do want to see i don't want to see aliens touch down on the white house uh lawn to see what uh to see what happens we kind of got into that conversation i'm like you know what i really want to see and that's aliens land on the white house lawn so but we'll see who knows let's uh Let's see what happens. It's you just got to be open to that, you know. It's we're, we're uh, we are an energy force, and we are traveling, and we are evolving, and we're all moving through this together. So it's it's a, it's a big thing. That's a huge conversation and a huge topic, but it's something that I'm really open minded but very interested in. Well, and I think that's where, like, I do a lot of shamanic journeying myself, where I'll go to yeah. the upper world. Uh, I go to multiple lower worlds, and it's like. These things are ever expanding, and then it brings up the conversation. Well, is that real? And yeah, well, to me, to me, it's real. Like maybe, maybe it's real to you exactly. Reach out and touch it physically, but that doesn't mean something like that is not real. I mean, I could go down to the lower world, down to my second lower world, third lower world, talking to the power animals that we talked about before, and they're there. I'm having absolute real conversations, interactions with them or just being still and present in in those uh universes what whatever they might be though too so it's it's definitely something that there's a lot more out there than i think our minds will necessarily ever be able to completely wrap around oh for sure i mean that's a huge scope to even to get your head around that i don't think you really can you've just got to accept what is that energy is huge and the universe is huge and the the levels of consciousness i think where a lot of people are very trapped in the one the one level you know you've only got to go into a city and just watch people walking around and see how detached they are from life and everything you know they're they're glued to their phones they're not looking around they're not communicating with people around them and they're kind of stuck in this one level of life that we live but unless you've Unless you've ever journeyed before or been on that, it's hard to even contemplate what is out there on, like you said, you know, how would you describe it to someone that's never been on a journey? And it's like, well, it's real. And they're like, no way, show me it then. And it's, it's something that only someone that's been there can actually appreciate that, that if you've journeyed and you've had these conversations with, for me, the spirit animals is phenomenal. But talk to someone that's not in, not into that, or not onto that. They will, they will want to have you sectioned, and they're going to tell you that you're crazy and that it, it doesn't exist. They can't see it, therefore, it can't be proved. And I'm like, okay, but you're right. It's it's a huge, it's a huge concept. It's a huge span of what is out there. You know, you you could muster up through your own energy and your own emotions and feelings at the time a very different journey or place or level or higher realm or lower realm that you want to go to. And each time it could be very different. But to you at that point, it's very real. And some people just can't accept that and can't deal with that, to be quite honest. 
Carl, this is I, I love where this is going. Like, I'm curious though, is there anything that you're just geeking out on right now that you're like diving into, whether it's reading, listening to, watching, just that you're trying to soak up completely? Um, right now, I mean, me and George have this conversation right now with what's going on in the world. It's the world's going through some big shifts, and people are becoming very spiritual right now. And there's a big movement in spiritual practices. There's a big movement on journeys you know you can you've only got to go online and you can book vacations and for shamanic journeying you know where they're taking ayahuasca or they're using some medicinal point and and it's becoming huge um but it's the world's i think i think and i i'm i think the world's in a big change right now you know with politics and with everything that's happening in the world it's there's a lot of there's a lot of stuff happening and my focus and where I'm at right now, I'm kind of enjoying the ride. It's There's too much going on to really focus on one thing. You know, I love the journeys. I love that aspect of what I do. But it's I'm also loving just watching everything unfold right now and seeing where it's where we're meant to be going. You know, it's the world's on a big journey right now with what's going on in America and what's going on in Europe and what's going on out in like North Korea and everything like that. There's so much uncertainty in the planet or on the planet right now that I'm just kind of like, you know what? I'm happy. My energy's good. I'm enjoying where I'm at, but it's more of a, let's just sit back and watch how this plays out. It's yeah, there's a lot going on. So it's, it's a little bit, it's a little bit like Spaghetti Junction out there right now with a lot of that stuff to to call anything. But it's I'm always reading stuff. You know, there's never one thing that I'm focusing on reading. I've always got an anatomy book on the go. I've always got a, a a quantum physics type book on the go, or I'm always listening to a talk on something. I'm always reading into other people's journeys or other people's belief system. You know always trying to find new things and just look at new 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 things to open the mind and you know watching stuff on spirit science and stuff like that it's always fantastic and reading into these articles that are published on facebook and things like that it's always it's always interesting to see what's going on out there the whole like well you just said it there like facebook too like social media is this amazing tool that we have now just like at our fingertips but also talking about like all the shifts in the world like it could be super positive shifts it could be super negative shifts like it, it's so hard to see necessarily where that's going right now it is and you know being one person on this planet it's you know i know where i want to go i know where i want to journey and i know where i want to go but i'm one person that is influenced by society you know if and and saying that i mean if there was a war tomorrow and i'm like a big war that's going to affect me and for me to for, for me to say you know what it wouldn't affect me well it would you know the markets would be affected um the and when i'm talking about the markets i'm not just talking about the stock markets i'm talking about uh the trades like food and everything like that would be uh crazy and like you know i hope that nothing like that would ever happen in terms of 
a huge mass war again because I don't think the planet really needs that right now. We need to come together at this point. But if that's where people kind of, you know, you can't say, well, I just don't care what's going on in society now because I'm like, well, it kind of affects you unless you're one of the lucky people that is self-sustained and that does have one of those farms and either has the money or the income or the abilities to not need that. It's you, you kind of, you know, I'm very interested in what's going on in the world. I do rely on food and I need food from local farmers and grocery stores and supermarkets. And I still need electricity to do things that I do, you know, to run a business and to have my house. And it's that's that's interesting to me to see what's really going on with that. And it's it's my life is shaped and changed by society, you know, and. I got brought into the Czech system, and that's not one person. That's 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 a group, you know. We're a we're a collective consciousness of people that are all kind of on the same page, you know. We all any Czech course I've ever been on, you always walk away from it like, oh my god, these people are phenomenal. They get it. They get me. They get what I think and what I believe and breathe and teaching and things like that. You know, I mean. One of my the classes that I was sitting in with Ashley, I met George, who works with me now, and it was probably one of the most spiritual groups I've ever got to be a part of. Everyone was just on the same page. Like everyone came in, and the energy was phenomenal. And we did these meditation sessions every morning, and everyone was with it. And then it's and it goes to show you, you know, society's huge in where where we are going today. That's for sure. But it's, who knows? Yeah, watch this space. I think be who you are and be the individual that you need to be. But we've also got to pay close attention to what is happening out there. And we've got to, we've got to, we've got to push that love and we've got to push that. We've got, we've got to get people disconnecting from social media and stuff and connecting back with what's in front of them, you know, their friends and their family and the energy that's around. Do you have any tips, tricks that, either you use yourself uh recommend to clients to be able to engage like make it easier to get away from those things get away from all the the phones the social media and being able to connect and be very present the phone's a big one you know i i love going out for dinner with my friends and luckily in toronto we've got a great kind of farm to table scene where there are ample restaurants that run off of that it's Put your phone away. You don't need it. You know, it, it's. I get it. If you've got kids, it's different. If you've got babysitters or things like that, and you want to have that connect if something was to happen, but but you just need you it there. You don't have to be on it the whole time. You can yeah, just check it. you don't yeah, need if you to check be on it. Every half hour, you're fine. <laughs> exactly. Put. That's one of the biggest things I say. Put your phone away. And we just did a cleanse in the studio, and I tried to get everyone to say, no social media after eight p.m. And everyone was like, oh, hell no, I can't do that. And I'm like, what? Come on. And I'm like, so you're going to give up the processed food. You're going to give up the dairy. You're going to give up all the the processed food stuff. But you're not going to say to me that you're not going to be on social media after 8 p.m. The backlash that I got from that was phenomenal. And I'm like, that's a problem. And no one did it. it. Me and George have even failed, you know. I mean, we've said, yeah, no social media after 8 o'clock. But you do. I find myself being on Facebook, uh, uh, seeing what my friends are doing. And it's hard when I've got friends 
like everywhere around the world, from the west coast of the states, like in California, to Australia, New Zealand. I got friends in Thailand, in Dubai, in London, in France, and it's hard not to be kind of connecting with those people through through that time. But I always try and make a conscious effort to have that social shut off, where I'm not going to be looking online and things at eight past eight or even once I've gone home and I've had my dinner and kind of sat down, but that's hard. But another thing that I think is a huge thing today is the parks are empty. The playgrounds, kids' playgrounds are always empty. And that, I, that, I think that's a huge thing and that upsets me a little bit because for me growing up, going to the playground was huge. Like it was, I'm like, it was a treat. It was like going on vacation type of thing, you know. Me and my friends would play every day after school. We'd go and hang out on the playground and be on the park and stuff like that. And being in Canada, you know, I'm in a very family area and where I walk my dog, there's trails and there's parks there. And I never see kids on these parks, rarely. And I know it's winter right now and you're not going to, but even in the summer. It doesn't matter. (laughs) Too many people have lost that ability to get outside and play you know i mean me and george talk about this all the time why aren't they going out and playing and we coach a baseball team and they're asking us what their homework's going to be and i'm like to george today their homework's going to be to go and play like they don't need to be working out or doing anything they need to go and play they need to go and lighten up and learn to go and have fun and it's we're pushing kids too fast with that too quick but i think everyone needs to get an element of play and get outside and go hang out and start having a little bit more fun than what they're doing more than what they're doing right now anyway so yeah what would i say switch your phones off you know you don't need to be on them at night and especially if you are with your family and stuff like that you do not need to be on them i going out for dinner and things like that you don't need to be on your phones and try and get outside a little bit more that'd be like the two things i always try and tell all my clients I'm still laughing though about the social media cleanse basically after 8 p.m. Like you think of addicting food substances as being almost hard to give up, uh, even if it's for a week, a month, but most people for a day would not I have even be lost able to you, do that. Nick. When your picture froze and then I'm like, no, he's definitely gone. <laughs> well, sorry guys, we lost it there for a second, but now we're back. Uh, I don't know where you lost me, but I was kind of just commenting on just being amazed at. People can, like you said, get off the, the, the sugars, the, the certain other foods. I mean, just the industrial seed oils, like all these other things that are just absolutely harming their bodies. But that social media after 8 p.m. is like they can't even do that for a day, let alone maybe like a oh, week, man. a month. The, I'm not kidding. I wish I'd recorded the backlash and the conversations. People were terrified. And I'm like, how about you get off your phone at night and get off the computer and you know, God forbid you pull out a board game or a pack of cards or a book or you sit down or just get and some just more sleep talk even. to someone. <laughs> yeah, or even get some sleep in. And it's it's one that's one of the hardest things, you know. I think for me as a as a practitioner and I know the the people that I work with and teach as well, people can make the changes with the food and the exercises, but getting them to do the the, the social media, the electronic stuff, or so getting to bed on a better time or not not having all that toxicity in their life. A lot of people struggle with the things that are newer in life and social media is definitely a big problem with that. But sleep sleep's a huge, huge problem for people as well today. Well, so. And that's what I was going to ask you. Like uh, Routines, habits, Like, do you have 
what a perfect day looks like for you or anything that you really try to adhere to, try to follow, or are you um, all over depending on the day even? Oh, hell no. I am – sleep is my sleep is my Achilles heel. You know, it's my – that's the one thing that I'm dedicated to. And it's hard having a social life when your bedtime's at 10.30 or 10 o'clock. Um, but, you know, you've you got to live by that 80-20 rule in that sense, and it, it's give and take. But my, I try and put out there that I want – I, I'm a better morning person, so I generally I do go to bed around nine thirty, ten, and I'm up at around five fifteen, five thirty, six o'clock. My first clients I see at seven a.m., so I've always got an hour and a half to kind of do what I need to do in the mornings and make myself ready for that. Um, I schedule my clients through the day. I try and work with clients through the morning, through seven till around twelve or one, and then I have the, the afternoons for either myself or the mentoring that I do with some of the Czech students out there. Um, I try and work out every day. I walk my dog twice a day and I make good food choices every day. But you know what? At weekends, I will go out and eat out with friends. And if they want to choose the restaurant, then so be it. You know, it's part of that 80-20 rule. But if it's my choice, I'd always try and find a good farm-to-table restaurant, which, you know, is good or a good organic food restaurant. And there's plenty of them where we are here, so that's always good. But yeah, my days are pretty standard. You know, it's wake up and get ready. And I always generally try and walk my dog before I come to work as well. So it gets me outside and it's that walk-in meditative state as there's no one out there. I don't have to talk to anyone. And it's it's just, that's a huge part of me. And and then my day, yeah, generally from 7 a.m. till probably 2 p.m. is working with clients and lunch and doing business stuff. And then in the afternoons, a little bit more me time and you know, I always try to spend a little bit of time with George and we always try and talk about something and go over clients and do things like that. So it's trying to let each day flow smoothly, but you know what, some days you'll get a spanner in the works and something will happen or something will happen to the building or we have a snowstorm and clients can't make it in and you just got to let those days ride and not stress and just enjoy that, that more free time if you get it to yourself, that's for sure. Is there anything, so not not into the surfing necessarily anymore, but you said you still like to work out every day. Uh, is there anything that you're uh, preparing for, any upcoming events or even any surf trips, anything like that? Thinking about a surf trip right now, I've said, you know, I told my family, you know, I'm not going to go home till the latter part of the year and I might book a vacation for myself on a surfing trip. But no, you know what? I love training. It's Working out's huge to me. I like I said, sports is always something that come naturally to me, and to work out every day is is a beautiful gift. You know, I have a body that's at 36; it's still working better than a lot of 20 year olds. And it's I love to move. I love to lift weights. Um, I love to get out and walk my dog. I love to go and do yoga classes, or I love snowboarding. Um, I'm kind of open to anything, so training for nothing at the minute you know i'm always kind of um and iron about should i get back into martial arts or should i find something that i could do here and it's times a huge restraint on that and it's you know i played rugby a little bit when i moved here which i enjoyed but it's i just like to get the body moving and for me it's i love being working out in the gym i love that i love the cardio element and the, the weight element i love being outside in nature walking 
And then, yeah, I love going to a yoga class when I've got time at the weekends to go and do a 90-minute yoga class or something. I enjoy the benefits of that. And But just to be moving, you know what? you got to be grateful for that today. And I've got, a, a like I said, a body that is moving and it's still working 100%. So I, I do what I can with it and I keep it in the best shape that I can. So just like you can drive that car fast you can drive that body keep it going yeah the car gets me in a little bit more trouble than what my body does <laughs> so that's for sure carl we've talked a lot about you know, like you your business partner george they're like bouncing ideas off talking about things what maybe five people would you have in your personal mastermind whether they be dead or alive who would you want to be a part of that five people like five people as of who i'd want in my life today uh, no, it could just be that you could be able to reach out, talk to just about anything, just, hey, like we talked about the universe, aliens, oh. whatever it might be. Like, who would you want to be just be able to, like, like you said, the check faculty, like touch of the phone there, be able to just reach yeah. out to and done. I mean, Paul checks on that list for sure. I mean, he's phenomenal. I'd love him to be on that list. Um, like my business partner, George, would be on that list because we talk about some of the craziest shit and we have the uh the most amount of fun talking about that stuff <laughs> um i think you know stephen hawkins his mind and his concepts fascinate me um elon musk would be a good one his his mind really uh his theories really interest me who else would i want how many is that three four that's, that's four i mean you could do it could be four it could be Ten. I'm just curious. Like, um, who are some of the minds that you're really just interested in learning about or learning from? I mean, I mean, like Tesla. His his whole he was so far above his times in terms of what he was projecting and what he wanted. And to, like, yeah, to be able to, I guess, have a conversation with someone like that would be pretty fascinating. Well, um, was it Nikola Tesla that he believed he was Leonardo da Vinci reincarnated? Yes. I think so. I mean, I think it was him. I'm curious, like how far, how far back would he trace his life, and like to to who who is he going to become next, or what was he in the past? And yeah, the amazing things that this soul might have provided the world. Yeah, and put you know what, put any shamanic healer or traveler in that pack as well, and I think you got a few good conversations going on. But it's, you know what, it's that's where I'm at right now. I mean, I'm sure if you'd have asked me that two years ago, it might have changed. Or if you would ask me in another two years' time, it would probably change again. But it's, I'm just, I'm in kind of one of those phases of really just, I obviously have my own opinions about a lot of things, but I just try and, I don't get offended by anyone's opinion or any thought process or anything like that. It's everyone's entitled to that. And I just love listening and watching and learning everyone's belief systems and ideas. You know, there's a lot of phenomenal ideology out there and there's some absolutely crazy stuff out there, but everyone's got a reason behind it. And it's, I just enjoy looking at it. And, you know, I'm kind of, like I said, I'm in that place where I'm like, you know what? I do what affects me and it affects my life. And I help those that I can around me. And I try not to stress about anything else going on around the world that I have very little control over. So it seems like a pretty good place to be in for yourself or at least trying to maintain that state. of Yeah. Being. It's, you know, it's one of the things with that is what's going on in the States. 
all these people are still so emotional about it and so upset about it. And I'm like, you got to put that somewhere else right now. You're not, you're not going to change that. And it's believing what's happening down there or you're either for or against it. It's happening. And, you know, the people can come together and do a lot of good, but you can't let it affect your emotional state at the end of the day. You've still got to, you got to accept what's happening and you know what it's happening for a reason. It's people just need to accept that. And crazy that it is a lot of the time, it's it's happening and it's going to play out, and we'll see. We're a part of that journey, so you just got to sit back and enjoy the ride and have fun with it. I guess you know it's you can't take a lot of life stuff like that too seriously. Well, and I think it comes down to standing up for what you believe in, like still having that. Okay, I, I'm going to stick with my guns on certain things, this and that. But like you said, I can't change anything that's happened right I mean, yeah. whatever has happened has already happened but what you can do now is try and make that future a better place uh whatever it is uh but through positive means not always bringing it back to a negative uh state yeah I, yeah and i said to one of my clients yesterday she came in in a bit of a bad mood with her, her son and i use the the analogy of you know it's that's like drinking the uh, the poison of one of your enemies and expecting them to die and it's kind of like that with the world today and i'm like you can have these thought processes and things but you don't let it affect your life that much that it really you see these people so upset and so angry and so mad and i'm like voice your opinion but don't go on a self-destructive pathway you know come on it's you're not going to change anyone by doing that put it that way it's accepting it and being the bigger person a lot of the time and yeah don't don't self don't go into a self-destructive pathway or get upset or get crazy about that stuff it's it's happening and you know come together and do things peacefully and just love and i guess be all that stuff but don't let it be a detriment to your own energy and your own your own soul or psyche or whatever you you see that as so it's cool I want to start wrapping things up here. And one of the last questions I ask everybody who comes on the show is who would you want to hear on this show? And what is something that you would either want to ask them specifically or just a topic that you would want to hear them kind of dive into? Who would I want to hear? Oh, good question. Um, you know, I'm really, I really am fascinated with the, um, with the science behind a lot of stuff. So how, like the quantum physics stuff and where that's going, you know, there's a lot of phenomenal books out there today on quantum physics, but it's hell hard to get your head around a lot of that stuff. Well, are there so any, if, any authors that you really resonate with that you like a lot of their work? Um, you know, Bruce Lipton, um, the, yeah, the biology of belief, infinite minds, the field, those one, those books fascinate me. Um, but having someone come on and kind of dumb that down for everyone else to understand. Because, you know, I've had to read some of those books over and over again. And I love talking to Paul about that stuff. But he has the ability to kind of take all that and absorb it and understand it. And a lot of that stuff's very deep to get into. So get someone on that's get one of those scientists on and ask them anything, you know, ask them where the, where the planet's going from an energy standpoint and 
you know what what is really going on i love stuff like that so that that stuff fascinates me for sure so get someone talking about i like it (laughs) energy and the universe and yeah all of that stuff that's that's fascinating to me right now very cool carl well in closing where can the listeners find out more about you what you're doing what you have going on just where would you want to send them to um, Ev, the easiest thing would be ravenwellness.com. That's my website. From there, there are the landing pages for the Facebook, Instagram. You know, we try and keep our Instagram posts social and about our group stuff, the classes, and there's a couple of motivation posts and then a little bit of me talking on there and stuff like that. Facebook, we're quite active on as well, but go to the website, ravenwellness.com. Um, everything's on there, you know, all of our landing pages. It's a new website. We're still putting some new stuff on there. Um, but yeah, come check us out. Or if you're in Toronto, come and see the studio. We're up in Don Mills area of North York. It's, uh, we're close to all the, the main highways, so we're easy access. Um, but yeah, come hang out with us. You know, I love having people coming up and hanging out for a day. And we've got two practitioners next week. I've got David from texas and jen from ottawa coming in to spend the week with us in toronto so that'll be fun right on well getting all those like-minded individuals together is always going to be a good thing cultivating uh maybe some more talks about who knows what's going to be coming up uh in in the next week for you then it's going to be a blast i'm super pumped for those guys to come in so can't wait excellent well everybody make sure go check out ravenwellness.com if you're if you're in the toronto area Hit them up. I mean, this is going to be uh, an awesome resource for everybody out there. So, again, Carl, thank you so much. Thank you, mate. Thanks for having me on and love to come back whenever you need someone. Thanks again for listening. And don't forget to head over to BarenakedHealthPodcast.com to check out the show notes for today's episode. While you're there, go to my calendar and schedule a 15-minute call so we can discuss what is your biggest struggle when it comes to maintaining your health. Remember that I'm a holistic lifestyle coach and the show is sponsored by you guys. Each of you that I work with helps me to be able to put out podcasts like this for free. So thanks again for your love and support. Finally, if the show has helped you out in any way, please head over to iTunes to give the Bare Naked Health Podcast a positive comment and five-star rating. This really goes a long way in getting the word out with how simple health can be and helping to share the podcast with others. So thank you.